G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, we're back to do the updates on Israel and the Middle East and those breaking news stories that capture our attention in the headlines. Ron Ross be scouring those throughout the year and back with us once again today. Slightly different time, but Ron, hey, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Ron, let's start with the headline, the USA and Israel are conducting a major air force exercise in a message to Iran. What's the story here? Yeah, the US and the IDF this week launched what has been described by some Israeli and US officials as the most significant large-scale joint exercise to date in a not-so-veiled message to Iran and any other adversaries. The exercise known as the Juniper Oak will involve thousands of forces, a dozen ships, a significant number of attack and intelligence collection drones, and 142 aircraft, including nuclear-capable bombers, and it will run right through this entire week. These drills are meant to demonstrate and deepen integration between the US and Israeli militaries. It comes at a time of growing tension over Iran's nuclear program. Ron, another one, of course, uh, the new Prime Minister, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. Now he's uh, using a little muscle. He's fired a controversial senior cabinet minister following a high court decision. How does this one look? Yeah, Netanyahu removed Shaz chairman Ari Derry from his position as interior and health minister on Sunday in accordance with the High Court of Justice ruling last Wednesday that Derry was unfit to serve as a minister due to his criminal past. In his announcement, Netanyahu said, As is known, I decided to appoint you as Deputy Prime Minister and Interior and Health Minister with the approval of the majority of Knesset members due to the fact that I see you as an anchor of experience, intelligence, and responsibility. However, I must inform you that according to Section 22 of the Basic Law, I'm forced with a heavy heart, with great sorrow, and with extremely difficult feelings to remove you from your position as a minister in this government. The new government has been under severe scrutiny, described by many as a far-right unit. And, of course, challenging times for the new government too and over 100,000 rally in Tel Aviv to protest the new Israeli government. What are the headlines saying here? Critics of the new government's proposals for radical reforms to Israel's judicial system gathered Saturday night to protest for a third consecutive weekend with a major rally in Tel Aviv and smaller events in other cities. Police estimated that some 110,000 people gathered at Abima Square, making it the largest protest yet. Organisers assessed turnout at more than 150,000. 
thousands more rallied in towns across the country, including in Jerusalem, Haifa, Bathsheba, Herzliya and Modi'in. Rally goers are protesting Justice Minister Yeriv Levin's proposals to drastically weaken the judiciary by severely curbing the High Court of Justice's judicial review powers and cementing political control over the appointment of judges. It is fascinating capturing an insight into what's happening in Israel this week. Another headline, Ron, Israel slams Western diplomats for not coordinating their recent Temple Mount visit. What's this one about? Now, Israel officials lambasted the EU and other Western countries over the weekend after European diplomats visited the Temple Mount without prior communication through the relevant diplomatic channels. The group, which compromised some 30 members from EU countries, Canada, Australia and Argentina, coordinated with the Islamic WAC on the mountain, which is the religious administrative body, but it did not do the same with the Israeli authorities. The UK consulate in Jerusalem tweeted, We joined like-minded diplomats at Al-Aqsa Mosque to demonstrate support for Judean custodianship of Christian and Muslim holy sites in Jerusalem. We continue to promote historic status quo arrangements which permit all three Abrahamic faiths to worship in the old city. The Israel Foreign Ministry spokesman expressed outrage. This visit was irresponsible and it could have led to provocation and incitement. Well, I guess you've got to learn a little bit of etiquette and protocols before you actually do set foot uh, onto the Temple Mount. Hey, Ron, the Palestinian Authority is praising Saudi Arabia for rejecting normalisation with Israel. How does this one look? Yeah, the Authority has expressed relief over Saudi Arabia's assertion that the kingdom won't normalise its ties with Israel without a Palestinian state. Palestinian Ministry of Foreign Affairs said it welcomed the sincere positions of the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia towards our people and their issues. Saudi Foreign Minister Prince Faisal bin Vahan Al Saud underscored his country's support for the Palestinian people when he spoke at the World Economic Forum in Davos last week and in an interview on the sidelines of that conference with Bloomberg Television. Faisal told Bloomberg that we have said constantly that we believe normalisation with Israel is something that's very much in the interest of the region. The Saudi minister, however, said that true normalisation and true stability will only come through giving the Palestinians hope and dignity, and that requires the Palestinian state. And Ron, an interesting headline around a Palestinian persecution of Christians ignored in glowing coverage of a woman pastor. What's this one about? Yeah, the media celebrated the ordination of Palestinian Sally Azar, one of only five Protestant women pastors in the Middle East, but they refused to mention the horrific treatment of Christians by Palestinians. At the beginning of the week, both the Associated Press and the BBC ran laudatory stories 
proposing the ordination of Palestinian pastor Sally Azar. The AP touted Azar as the first Palestinian female pastor in the Holy Land, covering her ordination before a packed crowd inside a church in Jerusalem's Old City. The BBC published similar positive coverage, creating an excited desire as she took up her new mantle. While the BBC and the AP admitted that Christians make up a minority in Palestinian-ruled areas, both outlets conveniently refused to mention the horrific persecution of Christians, both at the hands of the Palestinian Authority in Judea and Samaria, and the Hamas terror group in Gaza. According to a report prepared by journalist Baruch Yadid, an expert in Arab sector affairs who writes for the TPS news outlet, he said, church officials have documented two murders and five kidnappings in Gaza because the victims were Christians. The report continued, in 2020, a major survey conducted by the Palestinian Centre for Policy and Survey Research revealed that 25% of Palestinian Christians as a whole had witnessed violence on religious grounds. Well, we'll often draw attention to those tensions between the Palestinians and the Jewish people, but given that the Jews and the Christians, often called the people of the book, uh, the Bible, uh, we're also often on the receiving end. Uh, Ron Ross, always good getting these updates, these insights. Look forward to some more of these as we continue through the year. But uh, thank you so much for giving us those insights today, breaking news out of Israel and the Middle East. Thank you, Ron. Thanks, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 